Well, we are a new organization, so of course it, it's, you know, what are we doing that is specific to rural communities and how are we making a difference? And and um, what we really want to do, and we've done this to a certain extent already, we, we, were, we launched in um, you know, October of 2021, so we're just a little over a year old. But what we really want to do is not only understand those needs that are either unmet or underserved in rural communities that address some of the challenges that are out there, such as just the barrier that people have to um, asking for help. Because, you know, many of the times people in rural communities, whether they're in a farming, ranching environment or in a small community, it's it's important to be able to be self-reliant. There's not always somebody around that you can rely on to help you with, with a question or a problem. And then, and the good thing about a small community is that everybody knows everybody, but that can be a barrier when it comes time to wanting to keep something confidential. So if everybody knows your business, if you're doing something, it's um, important to have access to information that can help you through those times and be able to connect you with, with uh, someone who has a uh, the same perception and, and, and in terms of understanding of, of being in a rural community, but can help with providing information and education to address mental health challenges. I think you uh, hit there really on a good point, especially as smaller communities where everybody knows everybody's vehicle. You know, sometimes people are hesitant to drive to a mental health provider or something like that because they don't want people to even see their car there. Back to the barriers that we discussed in terms of that sense of self-reliance, that, you know, as barrier for mental health and getting help with mental illness, that can be a challenge. But what we're doing is recognizing that as a strength. And some of the programs that we're working on for 2023 include really harnessing that that uh, sense of self-resilience and wanting to do things themselves and, and providing access to training and information so um, people in rural communities can be part of the solution, have the information, have the knowledge to address some of these concerns and, and be more of a peer support. And this could give all ages, but we're also interested in focusing on youth in rural America and providing uh, mental health resilience training, which can include the suicide awareness and prevention. But beyond that, allowing youth to be a source of support for other youth and in doing that, also being a source of trusted information for their family, their friends, their rural communities across the country. And so we're developing um, some some, tra- some training to do that and recognizing that in addition to the QPR that I mentioned, that the suicide awareness training, which is very valuable, and there's also mental health first aid, there really isn't anything existing currently for rural youth. And so we want to work with the experts to develop that and provide that information. So again, people in rural communities can be part of the solution and that uh, we can't create more mental health professionals that would be therapists or counselors, but we can provide more information to people who are interested in playing an important role in rural communities as just a layperson and being able to have conversations with, with their peers. And then again, recognizing when somebody's in a situation when they need some additional help, they can access the sources, resources that are on, whether it's the Rural Minds website or another website and calling 988 if there's a crisis situation, which is a valuable number, not only for crisis situations, but also if someone just wants to ask a question about mental health challenges or it doesn't have to necessarily be specific to suicide. So that's an important new tool that everyone across the country has. 
and it's much appreciated. You answered my question because I was going to ask you what was new coming down to Pike here in 2023 and beyond. It sounds like you have several things you are working on, especially with youth. So that I think that's a great thing. And hopefully that information can really be distributed. What can people do if they want to help or, you know, get involved in rural minds or just in mental health capacity in our communities? Well, invite people to please visit our website, which is rural minds.org or that's r-u-r-a-l-m-i-n-d-s dot o-r-g and again we have those resources that are available that include many organizations in the mental health space that have great resources great information um, and there's direct links to the websites of other partners of other phone numbers whatever it might be and we we also are, are very interested in hearing from people who have a question or have an idea or want to get involved in in some of the things that we're doing. So please visit the website. And Chuck, I have another question for you. As you were talking about developing more therapists, more people in the communities, is there scholarships that are available or is there any specific support for that? There are some companies that are in the pharma space that are providing training, paid training for people who are already in the mental health space to become, I believe, psychiatric nurse practitioners, and that's one program that I know of. But the trainings that we have mentioned as far as the QPR and the mental health first aid, those are potentially at no charge. It depends on QPR. Typically, if if somebody wants to have an on-demand online training, it only takes about 60 minutes, and I believe that's $29.95 through their website. What we want to do is, through corporate sponsorship support and donations, provide those trainings uh, at, at, uh, at no charge. And in addition to that, there's also you know, some of the group trainings that include the QPR training for suicide prevention are often sometimes are sometimes offered through other organizations, and, and we also are doing that too as far as a, a webinar or a video. So there are different, uh, different options for getting the training that's out there. And even though we're, we're talking about suicide awareness and prevention, that's really obviously the most critical um, results of mental health challenges that have not been addressed. So if we think of even just doing first aid for for a person who may be physically injured, you start with the most urgent problem and stop the bleeding, for example, and then you work back from there in terms of addressing what might have caused the, the situation. So we're beginning with suicide awareness and prevention, and we'll always have content and a focus on that, but that's not all that we do. So we're going to be looking at some of the other challenges in rural communities that that are part of mental health challenges, which which could include substance use disorders and and, uh, many other things that are can be more pronounced in rural communities in terms of the the prevalence, but also more difficult to to treat and to address because of some of those challenges that we've, we've discussed. What else would you like to mention here today that I haven't asked about or we haven't hit on? Well, I think that we're just very uh, pleased by the reception that we've received so far from folks like you. So thank you again. Also from the partners that we're working with, the National Grange and and, uh, many smaller partners. And we also have been, um, you know, greeted with collaborative partnership opportunities to develop content with NAMI and, and MHA and and others. So it's, um, it's, it's gratifying to know that we're doing purposeful work that's being 
viewed mm-hmm. as a partnership opportunity. It's not about us. It's about what we can do working together with other organizations, individuals, and just really reach out to understanding what is needed in rural communities and then working together to develop the content and the programs and be able to deliver that information through trusted resources in rural communities to people who can benefit from what we're developing. I am sure, Chuck, that you have heard numerous stories since you started this that just really stay with you and really stay at the forefront so you stay on track and continue to meet your mission and goals for this organization. Yes, definitely. It's unfortunately very common to open the conversation to what we are doing with Rural Minds, and many times people share their personal stories of of tragedy and, and challenges, and it really does underscore the importance of what we're doing. And also, it also gives hope for breaking down the stigma because that's what stigma is all about is not talking about something and and not having an understanding of what mental illness and mental health challenges, what they look like, what they, how they are exhibited and and what can be done to help people. And there's a lot. So it's, it's very encouraging to, to have those conversations and to, to move the needle in a positive direction in terms of breaking down the stigma and, and, getting more uh, awareness about mental illness and, and the challenges and all the resources and the help that truly is available. Chuck, thank you so much for joining me and kudos to you and all the rest of the folks that make up your organization for doing such needed and helpful work in our rural communities. Well, thank you so much. It's truly a team effort. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. Thanks again. Chuck Strand, he is Executive Director of Rural Minds. You can find out more information on their website at ruralminds.org. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Ag Queen Podcast with your host, Lori Boyer.